0: Former President Trump entering the courthouse to hear the indictments read against him. An extraordinary moment.
1: That was the moment Donald Trump walked into the courtroom, looking like a man who had a thousand places he'd rather be.
0: It's kind of weird to think that this is history unfolding before our very eyes. It's the first moment a US president, current or former, has ever been in court on criminal charges. This is Newsable. I'm Emil.
1: And I'm Imogen. And this is what's worth talking about. We now know what charges Donald Trump is facing, and we'll have the latest on the fallout from his supporters on the streets of NYC in a moment here on Newsable.
0: Well, Donald Trump, who, let's face it, is a bit of a showman, has been. Uncharacteristically quiet today. His departure from Trump Tower was a blink and you miss it kind of moment. He walked out, quick fist pump to a small group of supporters, and then he was off in the motorcade to court.
1: He was shuffled in a side door and up to the courtroom in a special elevator, usually reserved only for judges. And then when he entered the courtroom, he didn't say anything. He stared right down the barrel of the assembled cameras, but stayed silent. Meg Kennard is a reporter for the Associated Press and is with us now to chat. Kia ora, Meg. Hey there, it's good to be with y'all. May, can you give us a quick summary of what the charges are
2: here? Against the former president, Donald Trump, there are 34 felony counts. Um, the district attorney in this case, Alvin Bragg, who's the head prosecutor for Manhattan in New York City, just finished up a news conference where he laid all of these out. Essentially, they're related to fraud-related charges that stem from payments the former president allegedly made from Um, his businesses going back to 2016, so right before the presidential election um, when he was elected at the end of that year. But these are charges the DA alleges were um, improperly made from the president's businesses to, according to the district attorney, cover up payments that were being funneled to, according to him, basically be hush money. That's how we refer to these sorts of payments to kind of make stories or allegations go away. Um, The DA alleges that this money was being transferred in three different circumstances to cover up situations that could at that point, especially during the campaign, potentially have been damaging to the former president when he was still just candidate Trump before he was president-elect Trump. There's three different categories at play here one involving a former porn actress, Stormy Daniels, another woman who was a Playboy model, Karen McDougal, as well as, we learned today, allegedly payments that were made to a former doorman at Trump Tower, that's the former president's building in New York City, which he built and where he maintains a New York residence, allegedly to cover up a story that there had been a child fathered out of wedlock. That's all stuff that we were learning today in terms of all of these charges, still kind kind of trying to dive in to see exactly what evidence the DA purports to have in those circumstances. But that's where it stands at this moment.
0: Mig, while these are felony charges, it's my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, that they're relatively low level felony charges. Um Could this be the beginning of something? Could further charges uh, rise up or or, or more evidence as this uh, unfolds over the coming weeks and months?
2: It's always possible. We're not anticipating that there's going to be another hearing in this case until December, which is quite some time from now. And of course, things could change. But some of the reporters who were at the news conference with the prosecutor right after the arraignment were asking, why bring this case now? This is going back now many years in the past what's the deal with the timing on this? And DA Bragg said that there was evidence available to his office that had developed, and that's why he now felt that he had enough to bring this case at this time. It's important to note that the DA who was in office just before Alvin Bragg, who was just elected to that post in 2021, didn't bring a case on these charges. Neither did federal prosecutors who also looked into this case. But Alvin Bragg says that new stuff has come up, new information is available, and so now he feels that this is the right time to bring this case against the former president. Newsable takes time
1: and resources
2: to produce. Please support our
1: mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. A new name we've been hearing a lot is David Pecker. Are you able to explain to us who he is and why uh, he is or this is important to the situation?
2: David Pecker is the former head of America Media Incorporated, and that is the publishing arm um, that's been affiliated with some of the allegations that have come up in these cases. According to the DA, AMI Inc., as it's noted in in some of the information that we saw today, was kind of a a pass, allegedly, a pass-through organization for some of the payments made in this case, particularly as it pertains to Karen McDougal, the former Playboy model who is allegedly the recipient of some of these funds. And so as it's laid out in the indictment, there was money paid to AMI, who then paid money to Karen McDougal. And then there was reimbursement that happened allegedly from the Trump organization back to that organization, to AMI. Um, Part of what the DA alleges is there's falsification of the business records. And that's where he claims... A lot of this comes under New York state law because that is a crime to manipulate business records in a way that purportedly would evade some tax penalties and tax payments that should be incurred. And so that's how this is coming up in this circumstance. Again, these are allegations coming from the DA, but they are things that have been considered by the grand jury, at least to this point, to have determined that the charges should be brought.
1: Meg add from Associated Press, thank you so much for your time.
0: Now Donald Trump's legal team did speak outside the court. Uh, predictably, they attacked the substance of the case against the former president. The indictment itself is is boilerplate. It doesn't allege um, any federal crime, any state crime that's been violated. It doesn't allege what the false statement is, um, and it's really disappointing. It's sad, and we're going to fight it. We're going to fight it hard. Were you, you surprised by the,
2: anything in the Were you surprised Were you surprised by anything in the indictment? No. You yeah, I was surprised there were no facts in there. I mean, normally in an indictment, you have alleged facts. So they said that this was a false business okay. record entry to uh, agent bet another crime without saying what the other crime was. Can you talk about his demeanor? How is he doing? Trump's reaction was? He saw the charges against him.
0: When you say what his reaction was, what do you expect his reaction was? I mean, his reaction his reaction was exactly what would happen if it happened to anybody that I'm looking at now or anybody that's hearing what you're saying. Um, he's, he's frustrated, he's upset, but I'll tell you what, he's motivated, and it's not going to stop him, and it's not going to slow him down.
1: It's important to remember that Trump, as a former president, of course, is nothing special in the eyes of the law, right? He's just a regular citizen now, kind of crazy to wrap your head around that
0: you know it's an interesting sidebar here usually when a former president enters the room everyone stands up as a mark of respect um and because america's weird but um today donald trump had to stand as a mark of respect when the judge appeared at the bench yes interesting power dynamic there
1: mm. also interesting there were no video cameras in the courtroom and that was argued by Donald Trump's legal team, which is unusual for a man, of course, who normally loves being on TV, loves the attention, loves the spotlight, but his lawyers argued it would create a circus atmosphere, of all things, around the proceedings.
0: Now, we know that Donald Trump had implored his supporters to protest what he had called a witch hunt, uh, which would make him a witch, but fears of widespread protests and riots and scenes uh, a bit like January the 6th, actually – don't appear to have materialised, am I?
1: No, not at all. In fact, a number of reporters across New York at various sites uh, say there were frequently more reporters than protesters on the streets. 35,000. Thousand police officers were on duty to quell anything. Should it have blown up? The biggest gathering is at the courthouse, though. Where reporters say a few hundred protesters mixed in with curious onlookers and people just going about their lives.
0: It was kind of funny, though, um, watching the US networks cover his four-mile, uh, so like six and a half k uh, trip to court. They had choppers up there, they were tracking his you move. Uh, it was the full OJ Simpson treatment, it kind of yeah, like an old-school car chase. <laughs> uh, just with a presidential pre- motorcade on his way to court uh, rather than someone trying to escape police. Love
1: it. Also, doing a trip that's similar, like driving to the supermarket. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Re- re- pretty routine.
1: Um, but of course, instead of protesters, most of the people at the barriers lining the street seemed like they were just trying to get pictures of that motorcade that you mentioned.
0: Yeah, I guess it's, it's moment in history stuff, really, isn't it? I, I was there.
1: Yeah. Well, you weren't. They were.
0: Well, they were. yes, I suppose. The
1: hypothetical you. Yeah
0: i be fascinated to see how it's uh, how it's going to turn out. Anyway, um, fascinating stuff. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of Newsable for today. I'm Emile Donner.
1: And I'm Imogen Wells. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on your favourite podcast player and leave us a rating and review. It helps other listeners discover the show, and we'd also really appreciate it.
0: You can also follow us on social media to stay up to date on new episodes and behind-the-scenes content and all things Newsable. You can find us on Insta, TikTok, and YouTube. Search at newsable.nz.
1: We'll be back with a regular episode tomorrow morning. We'll see you then. This pod took time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nzslash support.
0: Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week, we talk Kiwis across the NRL and, of course, everything WAS. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories, too. Well, if we can make them fit, we'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that.
1: You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever
0: you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your your
1: stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've gotta take them on a journey. <laughs>
2: oh the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs>